Hi, beautiful soul. How are you? I can't hear you. Okay. Better? That's better. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you, my I'm dear? Good. Where are you in the world? San Diego. <gasps> okay. Is that isn't that your home? That's my palace. That's where I live. <laughs> where are you at? Well, I am up here in beautiful Seattle, Washington. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I want to come up there. How's the weather? Beautiful, actually. It's in yeah. the yeah, it's in the high 70s, low 80s. Oh, it's shit. like San Diego. Yeah, San Diego, a little humid, but for the most part, it's been really, really good. Really well, good. That's so I'm I so glad to have you, uh, Leslie Madison. <laughs> I'm so glad to see you. Is it, it's Madison, right? Yes, like Virginia, Madison. but no relative. Okay. All right. So before we get started, I want to get your authorization and consent to edit, record, and distribute this amazing podcast on behalf of my company, ALM Productions, for a good person productions for On the Edge with April Mahoney. Is that okay? That'd be great. Okay, perfect. And let's gather a little space here, a little synergy. I just had breakfast with my daughter, and I tell you, I feel like a rock because <laughs> I got it in. <laughs> Biscuit, sausage, the whole gene. So let's Yay. just kind of hold it together a minute and make sure that our message is clear and concise and that it's delivered in a positive way. That it lands within the ears that need to hear it, speak through the throats that need to speak it, in the heart that needs to feel it, and the hands that need to hold it. Mm, that's the best part. So awesome. Where do, you, where do you want to travel on this road of, of exploration? What What do you want to focus on, honey? Well, we could, uh, many things to focus on. Um, the, the one thing uh, that has, my life has been up and down and changed and everything. And it was, uh, there's been some big milestones or situations or challenges or whatever you want to say for me. And um it's been so interesting to have the perspective of what I refer to as a warrior of wisdom. Mm. That's all of us folks that are in the, I don't know what you want to say. Third. Girl, I just turned 60. Yeah. <laughs> you look great. <laughs> I, well, you know what? But I, at this point, when I woke up, honest to God, when I woke up at 60, it was a new realization for me. Was it? Oh, oh. Girl, it was like somebody peeled back the layer of an onion. I just felt liberated. I just felt unapologetic. I just felt calm. Uh, I know how to process what I receive now. It's how you react. It's how you respond. Yeah, I agree. You know, uh, all of that additional jaw jacking and conversation, there's no need for that. It is what it is. And I'm trying to hold on to every nanosecond because I'm seeing so many people die. Uh, just, you know, just of the heart, no long debilitating diseases, but actually having just heart attacks, not waking up. Well, Before. I had one of those 18 months ago. Wow. I didn't know if we had, I know we've been talking for a long time, but. Yeah, but it, I didn't know it was, it was then. Yeah. Yeah. I had one 18 months ago. Didn't even know I was having one. I knew it didn't feel well. 
but I'm not a doctor fan. So I'm not the kind of person that runs in all the time and goes, I don't feel well. And, and besides that, I had to get my Medicare during COVID. So yeah. a lot of situations, but I didn't even, I was tired. That was it. I was just tired. And then my dog got out. I chased the dog. I came back in and I thought, is there an elephant on my chest? Because I don't feel well. So I think I should go to the emergency room, but I'm kind of vain. So I went and told my son, I'd like to go to the emergency room now, but could you wait until I changed into a different shirt and got my makeup together? I'd like to comb my hair. And he's oh like, my God. You want to just look fab. I get you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just like, hey, I, I don't want to go to the doctor and look sick. No, not <laughs> and my son says, Mom, are you sure? Because if you're like having a heart attack or something, maybe we ought to get in the car. I said, yeah, let me just freshen up. And so we went to an urgent care and they did an EKG and said, eh, you better go to the emergency room. And it's in the middle of COVID, so it's not fun. And so I went there. They said, we don't know, but we think you had a heart attack. Would you like to stay tonight for some testing? And I went, oh, yeah, sure. Okay. So I ended up having an artery that was 99% blocked. Oh. So I bought it just in time, but I'd had some kind of heart attack. And I still have one that's 80% blocked, which, believe it or not, is not urgent. Now, 80 sounds urgent to me, but we'll see. So are they, are they doing, you know, like a minimally evasive, something like a stent or? Stent. They did one stent where it was blocked in the artery 99%. And, and they just run it right up through here. It doesn't go. Well, let me tell you, my aunt had 19 stents. Oh my gosh. And I, I, I told my cousins, I said, you know what? They used her as a test dummy. Because yeah, yeah it, I you know, and she was gonna keep going for it. But modern medicine and modern technology, again, I give it one hundred and ten percent. I don't feel bad going to the doctor because they gonna give me something to make me loopy. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then after the deal is done, is after it's done, you know, people don't like to get their colonoscopies. Those are lifesavers. So I understand I being a big fan. But that COVID really put a, another spin mentally on us because you couldn't go in with your family member to keep them calm. No, no family member at all for me. And then all this other stuff is going on where they these other patients are the high priority. And then you're sometimes waiting in the in the lobby in the waiting room on a gurney. It's just a lot. But all of this has brought you to this point. Tell us a little bit about your history and, you know, about you before Leslie, before all of this sprung up. Well, I've been, I, I've had a couple of big careers. One is I was a vice president of an, an engineering firm, contracting wow. firm, and one of six, there was a hundred. And wow. so I, so it was way before the Me Too movement, way before any of that stuff. So you just had a different strategy. I mean, it was, it was the way it was. And if you needed to get farther or wanted to do something, you figured it out. So you were a trailblazer. Yeah. How did it feel being, uh, you know, in that type of role in a male, pretty much male dominated environment? Uh, it, it was interesting because there is no female camaraderie there, really. Right. So you're there kind of by yourself, one of six, and I didn't know any of them other than myself, all male. So I was totally adapted to a male environment except with the people that 
I hired to work with me on my team, which were 50 female, 50 male. So it didn't feel different to me. It just felt like I want to be a vice president. Let me figure out how to do it. And I did it. And I didn't receive a lot of kudos from other women at all. The men were really supportive, interestingly enough. While you did it, you ought to be thrilled with yourself. We need more people like you, blah, 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 blah. Women, not so much. So, yeah, the, the women, you know, a lot of times people say, oh, you know, women are taking over. Ah, you know, we got to just get rid of those isms and that cattiness sometimes. Yeah. Not, the, all, not all, but. Not all. But every time I go to a, an event, like a company event or something, single woman, uh, vice president, um, the wives will not talk to you. Mm. It's like. Uh, you could be you could be invisible, so I never really felt a lot of support from females, which is sad, isn't it? Right. Now it's more like sisterhood, no sisterhood, no sisterhood there mm. that I felt. So mm. I've learned to I, I'm pretty adaptive. That's what I learned. I can adapt to any environment, and that was good for me, and it's been very good for my life, really, and. Um, with or without support, I know I can probably get where I need to go. Do I want to do it without no support now? No, not at all. Right. But I learned that I could if I needed to. So I was in that career for a really long time. And then I went into real estate. Mm. Not a supportive environment either. That, it talked about competitive. That's worse. So 23 years. And I, I feel good because I'm around still. You know, absolutely, the, absolutely. The, a lot of my classmates and whatever, they're not around. So wow. all in all, great life, not accepting aging well. I have to be really honest. I have never woke up like you did and went, woohoo, I feel better. It's like, oh, oh. <laughs> I, now look, I didn't say I was 100%, you know, yeah. because there, there are things that are contributors to my health. Yeah. You know? I've had some diagnosis and, you know, I can't lose this weight and, and I could, okay. If I, I put my mind to everything else, if I really wanted to, right. but I love to luxuriate. I love a nice cocktail and some, you know, some <laughs> sweets and all that kind of stuff. That to me is my guilty pleasure, but now it's starting to wear. And also that is a contributor to other things as you get older. So yeah, I need it. to be more, but I'm talking about the, the, the awakening of, of what my life purpose is. Yeah. You know, the well, importance of what is really important, not the designer labels, not the, you know, the, now the trips. Oh, yes. I still want plenty of vacations. <laughs> all that other things, uh, th th that's not important. The, the idle chit chat, uh, the gossipy girlfriend, the cattiness, all of that is irrelevant to me. I don't even do that. I burn a lot of sage and Palo Santo and, you know, take bubble baths. I just really enjoy the simplicity of life. I really do. I've had the luxuries. I can still have luxury if I want, but the simplicity is what's important to me. Right. What's important to you right now? Um, I wanted at one point to try and like rally the troops for the warriors of wisdom. And, mm. and, and I still would like people or even the people um, to realize that their input is incredibly important. 
And where I see it now, interestingly enough, which has kind of given me a revived purpose in life is in the real estate market because it's changed and it's changing. And it hasn't, interest rates have never been this high in 14 years. So we have 14 years worth of agents, individuals, lenders, everybody that has no idea what the market looked like 15 years ago or 2008, 2009. And they all think that the sky is falling and it's not, but this is when it's more important to have the wisdom of looking back and the wisdom you can take from looking back to bring that wisdom forward. And that's where I think that people that are older uh, have more wisdom to bring to this, to the situation right now. And that's what I wish they would do. Well, you know, they're looking at the reality of the rebound because this is also the age of the great resignation. Right. People don't want to work. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I, don't I, I, I don't know what they're doing. I was talking to my daughter and I said, you know what? We were going to go out to breakfast and I said, forget that noise. I got a freezer full of food. Let's cook. Went out to lunch with me and my husband the other day, $75. Oh. And so I'm saying, again, simplicity of life. Uh, the interest rates, they concern me, but that's across the board. You know, you're looking at credit cards, you're looking yeah. at cars, you're looking at home, all of that. It will rebound. But even before this, Leslie, I don't know how people were doing it. I just made an investment in a, in a condo, and I'm saying, wow, I'm 60, I'm buying a piece of property. On the average, it's going to be 30 years. Hopefully, interest rates will come come down, so I'll be able to, you know, do it to 15 years. But I don't know how people, especially here in California, in Europe, North Washington, Washington, right? Oregon? Who has the money to, to, to do this? Well, the tech people here do. I mean, we're technology-driven. So um, at one point, the starting salary for someone, I think it was Amazon, software engineer, $170,000 starting salary. That's a lot of money. So the people here in where I am, an entry level house is $650,000. That's a lot of money. Come on now. When I bought my- and That's like, a, that's a two bedroom, one bath. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? The millennials don't want that. They want to be able to have the flexibility to move around and work from their device, be a laptop, their telephone, yeah. their computer. They don't want a big house with the yard and all the maintenance and the watering and the gardening. They want a tiny house. Or they'll even be, you know, a, a modern day hostel. Right. They don't want the big luxury Mercedes and Porsche and all that. They want an electric vehicle. So all of that is shifting and we have yeah. to take that into consideration as well. So that 170 might really go longer and go further. Right. You know? right. But then you look at the people that are in homes now, our age. Yeah. I was, I was looking at that too. Now the reverse mortgage is very popular. Mm -hmm. For several reasons. Now they've changed the, the business model and I'm sure that they've changed it to make it more, yes. uh, you know, more reasonable.
But people need to live off of that. The rising cost of insurance, like you said, you have to wait for Medi-Cal, Medicaid. And, yeah. with, and with these politricians, all of them, <laughs> all of them, who knows? I was deciding, I said, now, do I want to get my Social Security early or do I want to wait it out? There may not be anything. You don't have to wait long. Two to five years, they rush something through and you're jacked up. I know. It's really scary to think about that because so many people, it means a portion of my income too. I had to get it during COVID and that was tough because everything was closed. So um, I got an emergency assist, which was great, but I have a girlfriend who lives on, I don't know, $1,100 a month, I think, here in uh, a very expensive area of the Seattle area, and she's in assisted housing, but her housing is like eight or $900 a month of that $1,100. It's scary. Okay, I am going to cut right here for a minute, and I will come okay. back and I'll ask you another question. Just give me a minute. Let me say goodbye to my daughter. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, so I'll, I'm going to count you back in with a question. Okay. Uh, one, two, three. It's frightening. And then, too, people are not preparing themselves. I was just talking to my girlfriend about long-term care. You think about who's going to wipe your butt? Yeah, I wipe your jewel. Yeah, yeah, you know, it, what if yeah. people don't have kids? What if they're separated from their families? All of that is just something else that you have to be concerned because we're not promised. I'm not promised another sixty. You know, yeah. the Bible told me anything past seventy, you riding on grace. So I mean, mm -hmm. I got at least ten more good years to, you know, to rock it. <laughs> And you're rallying these warriors, but what are you ingraining them? What are we fighting for, Leslie? You know what? It, it's a mystery. I mean, I, I, I think about 
all of those things. So I kind of have a different perspective. I'm not married and I have an only son who just got married um, mm -hmm. in July. So it's me and the dog, okay? And I haven't planned well for retirement. Been married a couple of times. I should have done better each time, but I, I was- <laughs> That's the person that said, that's okay. I don't need anything. I'm just gone. It just will make me happier. Well, mm -hmm. forgot about the money part, but that side, I think about that a lot because yeah. I'm going to be 69. So based on your aunt's philosophy, I have a year left <laughs> or whoever. <laughs> so uh, got to think about those things. You have to think about those things. We can't let it consume us. No. You know, we did. We'd be in really bad moods a lot. We would, we would, but still, the knowledge that you have is invaluable, and the fact that you're yes. reaching back to teach that to others. Yes. Because again, the the players are different, but the game is the same. Yes, I feel blessed. I have the perspective of the whole game, like in in real estate or whatever, not just the good part of the game when houses sold in three minutes, and uh, interest rates were 2%. And I always thought when I was looking at this, thinking to myself, what goes up like a rocket usually comes down like a rock. So let's just think about this here, people. You're going to spend two or 300,000 over asking. Do you know how long it takes to make up the equity in that? Mm. Well, now, but good news is they have a low interest rate. So, the, you know, it, it's always a pro and con, but it is what is yeah, I sat down and looked at what do I like about real estate and what do I not like? Maybe I should put more things into the real estate business of the things I like and just offload the rest of those things I don't like. And I don't do well at, like paperwork and small well, chit chat and stuff. Let's just get rid of that and do what, do what you like and what you're good at. So, you know, maybe even look at the finance part of it. Just push the paper. You know, you don't like that part of it, but... You know, lenders and uh, they make a lot of money, and they don't really yeah. have to deal with. Now, see, I took the real estate exam, and I missed yeah. by two points. Ooh, that's not bad. Well, it was bad enough that I didn't go back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I didn't go. I no, I didn't go back because I looked at it, and my girlfriend is a beast. I mean, she is a real estate monster, but the traveling. The um, you, you have to sell to value. And when you buy a home, that is the most intimate thing that you are buying. Your family's yes. going to live there. You're going to have to worry about the school district, the water, the neighbors, all these other contributing factors. It's a lot to buying a house. Then when you yes. get inside, you know, all the things that the seller has masked. <laughs> yes. You know, well, that's that, under that rug. Isn't that interesting? Exactly, exactly. And oh my God, there's mold in there. You yeah. know, so that that's that's a lot. And then the yeah. real estate person has to be the buffer. Because yeah. you have to work in the best interest of your client. But at the end of the day, you got to eat. That too, yes. And there's a lot of liability there. So yeah. I got to thinking about that. And I said, well, maybe I want to flip properties. But then I started watching on the television. And they'll get you in there. You know, they have that 1-800 ballroom. Come on down. And, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning, you're sitting there wondering how you're going to pay your bills. And you see this infomercial. And you go down to this, you know, thing. And we're going to teach you how to flip houses. And you end up getting your mind flipped. 
You buy something on the uh, auction block, you have no idea what you're getting, and you've bought a, a, a lemon. So it's a lot. You really need to work with somebody like you, Leslie, that knows the ins and outs and can really be honest, upfront, no, no bullshit, and help people navigate the storm of, of purchasing property. Because it's not as easy as you think, Brains. No, it's not. I, I will tell you it's not. And and I've <clears throat> excuse me, seen so many of the flipping shows and that kind of stuff. The statistic is I think like one in a hundred maybe has a transaction. And the ones that say, Look, you don't need any money. Use be other people's money. That's just it's just crap. So I've seen a lot and I want to be able to give it back. But my favorite thing is I'm a creative person. So um I had my own staging company, but I couldn't do that when I had my heart attack because what staging really is, is lifting pretty things around and moving them. And I can't do that right now. So we have a new era in real estate staging and that's people living in their houses while they sell, actually having to live there because houses aren't selling quickly. So I developed a strategy and going to roll out a training course in staging with your own stuff. Right. Yeah. Instead of paying $10,000 or $4,000, let's just use what you have and I'll teach you how to live in your house while it's on the market and still have it look staged. Exactly. So I've been doing and people are so grateful. I was with a couple uh, young kids yesterday. They're uh, from Ethiopia and they bought their first condo and they're selling it now mm. and moving another area to start a group home and they were so thrilled with the help I gave them that they made a whole Ethiopian lunch never had Ethiopian food and they were so grateful that's what makes my heart happy well you know an understanding that it's temporary it's not yes. it's not permanent right you know, I, I've been in my home with the one I live in is 30 years. Wow. Congratulations. And me and, and, well, thank you. And me and Mr. Magnificent are thinking of maybe moving somewhere else. I don't need all of this stuff. I'm like the millennials. I need to just have somewhere to sleep. I want a pretty environment. I want to clean. I want to live as a minimalist as much as I can, which I don't know how in the world I'm going to do that because I got stuff. But you don't need that. I cleaned out someone's house that had passed away. And I tell you, it was really sad. All the stuff, stuff that she had. She didn't need it. She probably didn't see it. You know, Did, didn't didn't want that. So it's what we value in life. Our friends, our yeah. health, our relationships, our pets, the air, the water, the, you know, all those things. And I'm sure after you had, you know, the, the devastating news that your heart was being impacted, all those things really kind of streamlined. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. And the other thing is I got a lot. What the thing I got really tired of after I had my heart attack was all the bullshit. It's like, just say what you mean, for God's sakes. Be nice about it. Be kind. I, you know, we need, all need to be kind in how we deliver our feedback. Stop running around. I mean, one thing in real estate, there's a lot of negotiation. And it's like, can we just get to the bottom of it? Can we just have transparency and say, I'll pay this much and 
somebody say I'll sell for this much? Why are we so tickled that we've created a situation where one person wins big and the other person does not didn't don't like that. Right. And, and it's, I don't believe in this either. It's a win-win. No, it's, well, it's not always a win-win. You don't determine determine my win. You know, people say, Oh, you know, it's a win-win negotiation. And then they're always doing the talking. So I get what you're saying, but everybody has to be happy. That's absolutely right. That is absolutely right. And you know what, if we, if our egos weren't so, wrapped up in winning then everybody might win i i know it's hard to explain well there's plenty you know there's plenty for everybody that's what i said we're so cotton pig and greedy right you know we're greedy we just have to have everything and life is i always say all the time life is a smorgasbord you're not gonna put everything on your plate that's right and that's okay and we shouldn't be eating all that stuff on our plate anyway so hello so let me ask you some fun facts about you, Leslie Madison. Okay. okay. I yeah. see you're behind you is the kitchen. Yeah. If you were an appliance in the kitchen, what appliance would you be? Blender. Why? Um, because it mixes everything together and and something turns out great. Yeah. Yeah. Most I'd of be the I'd be the teapot. Would you? Because I like to spout off. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're in the perfect uh, occupation, then. You That's right. I keep I keep it hot and saucy. If you yeah. were a flower in the garden, what flower would you be? Well, I'd be peonies because those are my favorite. Oh, they are beautiful. They're I sweet, love them, and they're love them. they're delicate and they're very they're very feminine. They're very pretty flower. They're beautiful, and they come in all kinds of colors. All kinds of colors. Like rare colors, like light lemon, and mm-hmm. yeah, they're just I love them, and they're expensive too. They're very expensive, yeah. Because if you were an, uh, an animal, what animal would you be? Oh boy, gosh, uh, um, I'm not a cat because I'm not very agile, so I mean, I, 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 I'm clumsy, so um, horse, I think I'd be a horse. Your horse? Why would you, you? Why do you like horses? Because they're wise. Yeah, they are. And they're calm, and they have a sense—a really good sense of others. Mm. And can't fool a horse. No, I'd be a party animal. Because <laughs> <laughs> I like to get it in. If you had three wishes, what would they be? Um, I wish that. People would be kind. Just be kind. A lot of people deliver harsh words and say, I'm just being honest. And if I hear people say that, it makes me scream. Well, you can be honest and kind. Right. Um, I wish that I would be able to leave some kind of a legacy. And um, uh, I don't know. Maybe to have abundant money. So I didn't have to worry about my retirement as much. Well, you're going to be fine because you're, you're a smart, heady woman and you never know, honey, you get those, you get those big six numbers. That's <laughs> right. And you'll be on that show with that. What's, what's that guy that teaches, takes people around to get them their house and he's, they it's won the lottery. Home. Yes. And the guy wears weird clothes and stuff. My girlfriend used to say about retirement and I used to think she was crazy. And someone would say, what are you going to do about your retirement? And she would look him in the face and go, I don't know. I haven't met him yet. 
<laughs> exactly. Exactly. You said something about your legacy. What would you like your legacy to be? How do you want to be remembered? Well, I want to be remembered as somebody who's always kind. Mm. Um, just that is one of the big thing for me and someone who cared a lot about others and made a difference in other people's lives. I set one of my girlfriends up in a business that turned out to be her legacy. And when she thanked me for that, it never even occurred to me that she would was great. It didn't even occur to me that I did that. And she thanked me that that's what I would like is to know I made a difference in other people's lives. Well, it's very important to, to make a difference. Um, you what, make it. Well, you know, and I try, and that's what I want my legacy to be. I want to be a voice of reason. I want to be that communicator. I want to be the, the, the place where people come to look for information, resources and value. And again, encourage them to act on it. That's really what I want to be remembered as, as a change agent, an influencer, an impactor. Sincerely, what would you tell a 25-year-old Leslie Madsen? Uh, I would tell them to worry less about what other people think and rely more on what's inside of you. And to know that finding yourself and what you want to do with your life, it can take tons of different paths but don't ever give up and just always listen to your heart. Well, that's, that's a great, great advice. It is, it is. And what would you tell a young person, or not even a young person, what would you tell a mentee right now in the real estate industry? What wisdom would you uh, bestow on them? I would tell them not to get, to take their own personal ego out of the real estate transaction and be of service to your client and to always be honest and always be transparent and never lose sight of the fact that you serve your client. It's not the other way around. That's huge. That's huge. Do you have a current program? Are you working with anyone? You know, how can my, my brains get in contact with you? Um, well, uh, I guess website, um, I don't really have a website or anything just through the real estate company. Um, well, how about an email? Oh yeah, of course. Okay. So, yeah, so, so, so you're going to give that to me and I'm going to put it at the back of okay. the, you know, because brains, what I want you to do is, you know, this is what I like about my show. Everything is not perfect for everybody. So a lot of times when I interview guests, Sometimes it's not the pretty package with the bow. They're in a state of flux as well. Yep. They're trying to figure it out. You know, somebody's going to hear this and say, hey, Leslie, here's an opportunity for you. Come consult on this. Let's do this. Let's put a program together. Let me, you know, come in and speak to my group. This is a place of information. So don't think that when you come to the edge, that's why I call it the edge, because we're all just dangling. Right, we You're are dangling. Okay, yes. uh, you could have your last fifteen dollars, and we can help you turn it into hundreds of thousands of dollars. Oh, it's happened. You know, that's amazing. You could be sick, and we connect you with someone that will give you an alternative healing. Right. You could be, uh, you know, in the middle of a divorce, 
and talk to somebody that would help you renew your relationship. So that is why we come to the edge. And I'm so glad that you are here with us and that you were, you know, open. It took us about a year to get together. But this was just a really great conversation. It was authentic. You know, again, it's about business. But at the beginning of the day, not at the end of the day, it's about the business of the people. And I'm glad you're one of those people. Thank you. I'm blessed to be here. Thank you. Yes, you are. So Brains, you'll be one of those people. Go right here. It's in your face. I want you to like, love, and share. Like, love, and share. And reach out to Leslie if there's an opportunity. I'm telling you, there's a wealth of information right there. She's better than Google or an encyclopedia. That's right. <laughs> reach out to her. Reach out to me. Do the right thing. And go buy yourself some pennies. <laughs> Bye, Leslie. Bye.